0: Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. It's a new episode. It's February 6th. Thanks for tuning in. And I've got COVID again. This is the second time I've gotten it. I got it the first time about eight months ago after spending a week in Disney and uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, just possibly the stupidest place to go if you don't want to catch COVID. And I did. And it was a horrible 18 days or so before I got rid of it. The sickness, for the most part, left after about a week, I would say, but the brain fog just lasted forever. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. And it's kind of a subtle thing. If you've had COVID, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like you just have to lay in bed after a week because eventually you get some energy back, but the brain is not working the way it was before. So I got COVID again. And I, I make this clear to all of you. I hate people. I don't like being with people. I don't like going out and socializing. I like to be left alone. I like to be away from people that annoy me, which is, for the most part, pretty much everybody. So I thought that would protect me from getting COVID. Alas, I was wrong, because you have to leave home sometime. For me, occasionally, you got to take the subway. You can't get a cab or you can't get a car. You have to see people in your office. You have to go to court. Eventually, you're going to be exposed. You just can't avoid it. So naturally, I got it again. I can tell you this with firsthand experience that the immunity that you get from having COVID does not last eight months. Or maybe it's seven and a half months. But I got it at eight almost uh, to be exact. I don't feel horrible. This time is not nearly as bad as the first time I got it. COVID goes through different parts of your body. It could start with your throat, then it goes into your head, your nose is running down your face all day, your body has aches, it's kind of moving through mine, and I'm, and I'm feeling much better, otherwise I wouldn't even be able to do this podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm getting over it, clearly. And the brain fog, though, is the one part that annoys me, and, and it's a subtle thing, as I said, and I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday morning, I was copied on an email. A work-related email that was of crucial importance. And what I didn't realize, and I was surprised actually that the person who sent it to me included me on it because it was on a chain with some people that perhaps I shouldn't have been on that chain. So I read the email and I was kind of alarmed at what was written and because it pertained to a client of mine, and I wrote back introduced myself to the other people on the thread and wrote back and basically countered that email and explained my position for my client. And all of a sudden, I just get like, I got bombarded with what I thought was a pretty nasty email. Like, who are you? Why are you here? Uh, Who do you represent? And I'm like, what the hell, man? I was on the email. What's the issue here? You know who I am. You saw me on the email chain. I was there. And then I realized that I was BCC'd, not CC'd, which means nobody else could see that I had gotten that email. They didn't know that I had gotten that email until I responded. This is what COVID does. It makes you think that you're okay finally, but you're really not. You still have that brain fog. You still do stupid things. In 30, I guess it's now 32 and a half years of practice. I've never done something like that. I've never not checked. I've never not noticed. It took 32 and a half years to make that kind of mistake. And it ended up uh, not being a problem. Figured it out. Fixed it. But it could have been an epic disaster. An epic disaster. That's what COVID does. And, you know, I just want to thank the Chinese, again, for giving me this awful fucking virus uh, that's uh, sapping the life out of me over 1.1 million deaths from covid in america again this virus was created by the chinese unleashed by china the chinese killed over 1.1 million americans many more millions of people worldwide they destroyed our economy They destroyed our way of life. They certainly changed our way of life. And they can't stop lying about not only their responsibility for COVID, but they lie about the impact of COVID in China, which itself endangers people globally because we're given bad information about what COVID is doing. We need to know the truth. It's important. And they lied as covid was spreading not just in china i'm talking back at the beginning of it they tried to keep it quiet they tried to silence the whistleblowers they allowed it to spread globally and now once that they've lifted their zero covid policies which were in place for almost three years and it kept the virus and deaths at bay in china even though it completely destroyed the country, even as the Chinese authorities were locking people in their homes, shutting businesses and schools, they were forcing COVID patients into quarantine, they were breaking into their homes when they were quarantined and removing their pets and beating them to death in the streets. Once they lifted their zero COVID policies on December 7 of last year, just two months ago, Probably because their economy was being decimated and people began protesting very loudly and violently, they naturally would have had a massive amount of COVID cases once you stop with the zero COVID policies. Yet China, China only reported 40 deaths. Just a wild, crazy, Iranian level lie. Just 40 dead. You got billions of people. Just 40 dead, they claimed. These are godless, soulless, demonic robots. 40 dead, they said. An overwhelmed funeral home in China stopped offering memorial services allowing just two minutes for each family to say goodbye to loved ones before cremation. A funeral parlor on the outskirts of Beijing had to quickly clear space for a new parking lot as they had so many more funerals. They never had to do it in decades in operation before. So many more funerals all of a sudden that they needed a new parking lot scalpers in shanghai sold places in line at funeral homes for three hundred dollars a pop giving uh to that's those were sold to grieving relatives who were trying to get cremation slots but just 40 died in the entire gigantic country they tell us this is in a place china where the vaccines are barely working at all anyway Now, I'm not a proponent of the the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccines, as we were clearly lied to about what they would do for us. But they surely kept the death tolls down. I mean, at least I think. I mean, certainly when people started taking the vaccine, they stopped dying. Didn't stop them from getting COVID, as I can certainly attest. I've gotten it now twice, despite being vaccinated. Twice. But China is uh, putting, like, motor oil into people's veins and calling it a vaccine, yet just 40 dead, just 40. Somehow their crematoriums are working overtime. People are dying at home, and it's taking five days to have the bodies picked up out of the homes because they're so busy incinerating bodies, they can't get to them fast enough. Just 40 dead throughout the entire country, we were told. These lying, demonic killer robots. That's what they are. Now, what did we do in response to what China did to us with this virus? We did nothing, they killed Americans. They didn't tell us about the virus escaping when it occurred. They didn't tell the truth about what they had done to cause the virus. They're still lying about it. They lied every step of the way. It's three years later, and just 52% of Manhattan office workers are at their workplaces on an average weekday. 52% three years later. Only 9% of employees in Manhattan are in five days a week. 9%. 82% of employers are now saying that a hybrid work schedule, that's home and office work, is the policy for 2023. That'll be four years into this fucking China virus. After COVID hit, for the four years later. They destroyed our way of life. They destroyed our economy. They destroyed us. And we did nothing in response. Neither Trump nor Biden. Nothing. So it's bad enough that I have COVID again, courtesy of China. But China learned something from our failure to punish them after COVID. They realized that we are weak. That we won't respond to them killing a million Americans with their man-made China virus. Their Wuhan Virus. so because we didn't do anything to them because we're bought and sold by them they had to see how far they could push the envelope so what provocative act did they do next why you asked they sent over a surveillance spy balloon into our airspace into our airspace for a week now I want to say this is not a partisan attack. All right. I'm not saying this as a Republican. I'm not saying this. I'm not just attacking just because I hate Joe Biden, because I hate Donald Trump too. Yes, I hate the Democratic Party. Yes, I also hate the Republican Party. I mean, how can you like a party that's led by Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump? Jesus Christ. This is not a partisan attack because if you make everything partisan, then you're not caring about the country. You don't be a Len Berman, okay? Do what's right for the country first. Put the country before party. The Biden administration refused to shoot down this China spying balloon for over a week, claiming that it could endanger people and property on the ground. Even as it was over a very sparsely populated Montana. Pathetically, pathetically, Biden didn't even tell Americans about it. They tried to keep it quiet as it was 66,000 feet above the ground, you know, well above commercial airspace. It was first spotted over Alaska a week ago, then went into Canada, then back into America, only when it was over Montana passing over a nuclear missile silo field and spotted by civilians, did the Biden administration admit it? It took days and days. Think about this. Biden tried to hide this from us. He tried to hide it, and he was planning on allowing his Secretary of State to travel to Beijing on a goodwill trip to mend our relations with them? Even as their spy balloon was capturing intelligence to be used against us? How utterly insane is this? You don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat to see this. You just have to have a functioning brain in your head. And Biden waited to shoot it down because he's afraid there could be danger to people and property below? You know what also can endanger people and property on the ground? A dirty bomb? How about that? How about an EMP or any other weapon a balloon like that can carry and may in the future? China said that the balloon was a weather research airship that had blown off course. Yes, I'm sure it just blew off course thousands of miles away into America and traversed 4,000 miles of America. The Biden administration, even they said that was a lie that the balloon was for surveillance, not weather, that it was maneuverable and had changed course, not just from the wind, and that China could remove it from our airspace, but wouldn't. Still, Biden did nothing about it. Nothing for a week. This is a degenerate, evil dictatorship, which has no concern at all about its own people. They hold 2 million Muslims in concentration camps. They released a deadly man-made virus on the world, killing millions. And you don't think they're capable of sending a balloon over America with some kind of weapon attached? This balloon isn't just a balloon. It holds a payload, which is the part under the balloon conducting the surveillance. The payload is the size of three school buses. A payload can carry all sorts of things. A payload could carry a bomb, which could generate an EMP. Let me explain what that is. It's an electromagnetic pulse. What's that, you ask? An EMP attack would destroy the electronics and digital circuitry in the area of impact, thereby denying electric power to our homes, to our businesses, to our military. It could impact the entire continental United States. A nuclear EMP attack that is sufficiently large would knock out most, if not all, of the electric power grid in our country. Full repair of the power grid would take anywhere from two months to three years or more. How do we come back from that? And guess what? Just two countries in the world are capable of launching an EMP attack. Russia and China. You think China's not capable of this? Tell me, tell me. Five years ago, could you have imagined that China would release a virus, shutting down America, and killing over a million of us? Of course you couldn't imagine that. Could you have imagined they'd get away with it with zero punishment? Of course not. And we're letting these asshole, godless heathens float a test balloon over our territory? And instead of just shooting it down immediately and angering the Chinese, Biden patiently let the Chinese balloon capture all of our nuclear locations, locations of other weaponry. As I said, he didn't do a thing for a week. For a week. And let me tell you, If we can't defend our airspace against a balloon, what does that say? What does that tell our enemies? You think Putin is rational? He's talking about using nukes. He invaded his neighbor. He's slaughtering civilians every day. That's a rational guy? China's rational? Now, a second Chinese spy balloon is approaching America now, coming up from Latin America, not being shot down. Just stay the course, let them collect their information, and they'll be on their way. Nothing to see here. A Chinese balloon has never been over the middle of the country before America. The only other time a Chinese spy balloon has flown over the continental U.S. was during a brief overflight in Florida. There have been overflights of Hawaii and Guam. In previous instances, the Chinese have been able to recover their balloon. On Friday, a Pentagon spokesman said that the spy balloon was expected to be over the U.S. for the next several days. They were prepared to do nothing. Biden allowed Americans to look up into the sky, into our sky, and see a godless, evil regime spy balloon capable of dropping a dirty bomb or EMP hovering over their heads. After the same godless, evil regime unleashed a deadly China-made virus which has killed over 1.1 million Americans. Well, the Biden administration did one massive burn to China, and I applaud it because this was seriously a power move by by Joe Biden. They postponed our Secretary of State's trip to China, which was scheduled for Friday. That's a pretty sick burn. Now, the only reason they did it is because they were caught trying to hide this giant balloon. Biden's lame excuse for delaying the Secretary of State's trip? Because the surveillance balloon created, quote, created the conditions that undermine the purpose of the trip. What a sick fucking burn, man. We should have kicked their ambassador out of the country. Said, listen, you got a day. Pack your shit up and get out. We should have kicked out all the Chinese students that are here. Half of them are spies anyway. They send their students here, we let them buy our land, they infect us with a virus killing millions of us, destroying our economy, destroying our way of life, and our response is to tell them that they're acting irresponsibly? Pack your shit and get the fuck out! (sighs) Hilariously, last summer... The Pentagon revealed that they were working on high-altitude balloons flying at between 60,000 and 90,000 feet above uh, land. That's what we were working on last summer. That's what was announced to the world. And this was going to be added to the Pentagon's extensive surveillance network. And eventually, we were told, could be used to track hypersonic weapons. How exciting, this new fangled balloon surveillance uh, weaponry that we have now. This is from last summer. Over the past two years, the Pentagon has spent about $3.8 million on balloon projects and plan to spend 27 million in fiscal year 2023 to continue work on multiple efforts with these balloons that's according to budget documents first of all 3.8 million 27 million new york city spent that on the illegals that were sent here from texas at like in 2 hours So meanwhile, the Pentagon, while we're talking about getting our balloons up in the air so we can spy on on hypersonic weapons, we have our own hypersonic weapon program, which is good because China surprised the Pentagon last August by testing a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile, which narrowly missed its target by two dozen miles. So while we're just starting to get on board with surveillance balloons to track hypersonic Chinese weapons, China last week showed us they have a hypersonic missile and is now flying surveillance balloons over our country to track our hypersonic weapons. You notice that we're a little bit behind. I mean, I got COVID, so it's not coming out real clear. The point of this is we're behind. They're doing to us what we're not even remotely capable of doing to them. But listen to me. I don't want you to be concerned. If you're listening to this podcast, you're here for some calm. Do not be concerned. What matters most is equity in the military. Okay? Equity. Diversity. Paid sex changes. I know that's the first thing I want to do when I join the armed forces. And I feel patriotic, and I swear to defend our great nation. I want to cut off my Johnson. Yep, yep, yep. I don't want to pay for it. That's why I'm joining the Army. Got to get rid of this thing. It's been nothing but trouble since day one. Now, we've got uh, many masks and shields for our Secretary of Defense, Austin. He's got that helmet. He's got that mask. He's got another mask. He's got the shield. Keeps getting COVID anyway. Multiple soldiers are uh, under investigation for indiscreet activity while in uniform for posting photos of themselves wearing dog themed bondage masks while in uniform. As reported by USA Today, I saw this. The images, which were first noticed on social media in December, depict, quote, male soldiers in uniform or parts of uniforms wearing dog masks, leather, and chains. Some of the photos depict poses of submission and sexual acts. Another photo shows a soldier in combat fatigues wearing the dog mask on an airfield. Nice! We're not falling asleep at the wheel at all. We are on top of our shit. We are so proud of our transgender generals, so proud of our transgender drag queen nuclear waste officials. I mean, even though it, it, it keeps getting arrested for stealing luggage, quality doesn't matter as much as diversity does. We are stronger as a nation when we are diverse. That's what they keep telling us. More rainbow pride flags flying over our embassies worldwide. Who cares that we're offending uh, the very countries which house these embassies? We are affirming our pride and LGBTQ plus values and pride for our LGBTQ, A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z plus. I want to get all those letters in because, you know, there's all sorts of fucking shit that I don't even know about that relate to those letters. Maybe the dog mask, get a D in there. That's more important than keeping up with China's military or stopping them from dropping an EMP in our country. Because if we're going to be killed by the Chinese, I want to be able to puff out my chest and say, ah, we are diverse. We are diverse. Hashtag military policy rules, pride. Americans should remember how China responded when a U.S. spy plane neared Chinese airspace. It was in 2001. Now, keeping in mind that Chinese surveillance balloon, the one last week, was collecting data on sensitive U.S. sites over Montana. Over, uh, It's the home of this Malmstrom Air Force Base, which houses Minutemen 3 nuclear missiles. So keep in mind that last week, that's what they did to us. In 2001, a U.S. Navy spy plane was conducting a routine surveillance mission just 50 miles southeast of China. 50 miles southeast of China, not over the middle of China. This was international waters when a Chinese fighter jet intercepted the plane, forcing Americans to make an emergency landing in China. The American plane had just taken off from an American Air Force base. In Japan, and Chinese fighter jets began closely tailing it. Sun, suddenly, one of the Chinese fighter jets approached the U.S. aircraft, and he was just ten feet away from the plane's wing. The Chinese pilot saluted the American crew before falling back a hundred feet. The Chinese pilot then got uh, pilot then got dangerously close again before mouthing something to the American crew. He fell back again. On a third attempt, the Chinese pilot his plane got caught in one of the American planes propellers and the Chinese plane split in half and fell into the sea. I guess they couldn't really see what they were doing uh, well enough and uh, hit into the propeller. The American pilot stabilized the plane, but due to the damage on the plane was forced to land in Chinese territory, prompting the crew on board to try to destroy as much data as possible because they didn't want it to fall into the hands of the Chinese. Now, the plane was met with Chinese soldiers who held guns and shouted orders before the Americans were taken to military barracks. U.S. diplomats were prohibited from meeting with the crew until three days after the collision. Chinese authorities detained all 24 on board and held them for 11 days, during which they underwent intense interrogations. They were eventually brought back to the U.S. after diplomatic tensions occurred and after these intense interrogations. Now, we're not doing a thing in response to China's blatant provocation over our airspace. This is what they did to us when we weren't even in their airspace. We want these lunatics flying over our country. Of course we don't. I thought about it. I thought about it, and I was thinking, when did we have the last president who would have really gone after China for this? Again, I really do see this from the middle. I'm not partisan. I would initially have thought Trump. Because I think a lot of bad actors internationally were careful not to mess with America when Trump was in office. I give Trump that. It was one of the few things I really liked about him is that he was crazy enough, he projected so much crazy that the foreign bad guys thought he was capable of anything, which is good. Keep in mind that Russia didn't invade the Ukraine until Trump was out of office and you've got Joe Biden who's afraid of his own shadow. I mean he's mainly concerned about lining his pockets and letting his crackhead son steal money and trade on the name. He can't be, you know, bothered with Putin doing anything. He can't be bothered with China launching this surveillance balloon. But then I thought about COVID. And when it happened, then Trump didn't do shit to China. He didn't. He didn't do shit. Even worse, Trump's Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and I believe Mike Pompeo is an honest guy. I think he's a real patriot. I don't think he's going to win the presidency, but I think this guy means well. I've never seen anything to suggest that he doesn't love America. He said in his memoir that Trump told him to, quote, shut the hell up about China in the early stages of the COVID outbreak. Quote, this is from his book, my Mike, that fucking guy hates you. Trump said to Pompeo in a March 2020 uh, uh, meeting after a call with China's president. China's president had warned Trump on the call that he had the balls to warn Trump after giving us COVID. He warned Trump on the call that Pompeo was endangering the recently signed trade deal between America and China. And that was trying to rein in the trade war between the two countries. It was important. The call came one day after Pompeo created a stir at a meeting of foreign ministers. He accused China, correctly, of engaging in a disinformation campaign about COVID and calling for the virus to be named after Wuhan, the Chinese city, where it was first detected. And Trump didn't want that because Trump is all about the deal. He's all about money. He doesn't care about anything else. And that's what Trump did. That's how much Trump was in the pocket of the Chinese. And keep in mind, Trump talks tough, but Trump let Fauci shut the country down. He wouldn't fire him. And when Georgia's Governor Kemp reopened Georgia, Trump blasted him. If you don't believe me, look it up. I did. Same when Florida's Governor DeSantis opened Florida, Trump gave him shit. So you'll excuse me when I saw Trump's tweet. It was a threat to China the other day. President Xi, sorry, not sorry to burst your bubble, but if you ever try to fly one of your cheap made-in-China balloons over the USA again, we will fly some made-in-America fighter jets over Beijing. I wish he meant it, but we all know that he doesn't, as he bent over and grabbed both ankles for China after they released COVID. It's just more Trump lies. Very easy to be a tough guy when he doesn't have to actually follow through with any of his bullshit threats. The fact is, Trump was a slave to China during COVID. A slave. Another reason I really began to loathe him. And now he's attacking Ron DeSantis for DeSantis' COVID response in Florida? The governor in Florida handled it perfectly. There's a reason DeSantis is so popular now. There's a reason the country is seemingly all moving to Florida. It's because of DeSantis and the way he handled COVID. Yet Trump, who was practically married to Anthony Fauci, feels it appropriate to attack the one great political star that the Republicans have. Again, just calling it as I see it. Also, by the way, I checked, Trump outsources jobs, campaign materials that were created to China. China. What is he even saying, ripping China as cheap made in China labels? He sends jobs to China. We did nothing after China not only unleashed the virus on us, but lied about it, which caused more deaths. We did nothing as they continued to send planes into America with people on them who had the virus. We just let them kill us. It was pathetic. Similarly, we ran out of Afghanistan. We left the plane, uh, the place, to a, a Muslim terror group, which is torturing the population there. And this is after Biden told us, "No, no, they're changed now." We also left tens of billions of dollars of American weapons to them. Joe Biden has shown repeatedly he's indecisive, and when he finally makes a decision, he's a coward. As I said, this is why Russia waited until Trump left office to invade the Ukraine. This is why China sends its spy balloons into our airspace. This is why China will invade Taiwan. And when something disastrous happens here, assuming you're alive and it's been caused by China, remember you were warned. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. I'll be back after I drink some water and choke up a lung. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. you recall my case of the Japanese doctor who had an extradition hearing in Manhattan federal court in November? I talked about it then. The Japanese were seeking since 2016 to have him sent back to Japan to face charges of defacing two religious shrines by spraying oil on them, oil that caused no permanent damage and no money was spent to repair the stains. This occurred in 2015 Eight years ago. They've been trying since 2016 to get him back. Dr. Masahide Kanayama is a Japanese citizen who has lived in America for more than 36 years. He was educated here for college and medical school. He was trained at the famed Mayo Clinic. He's a New York OBGYN who has developed a groundbreaking practice and technology and currently is the director of the New York endometriosis center located in midtown manhattan which is affiliated with greenwich hospital in connecticut he's made this groundbreaking laser technology which has saved the lives of of thousands of women helped them with their endometriosis with his this pioneering treatment of endometriosis and he's recognized globally as a specialist in this this is not some minor dude The laser technology is laparoscopic, and it helps reverse the effects of the most advanced stages of endometriosis. And I'm going to give you the stats. For example, after standard laser treatment, 70% of the most advanced endometriosis patients have a reoccurrence that requires further treatment within five years. Dr. Kanayama's most advanced patients who are treated with his pioneering technique have only a 5% reoccurrence rate. During Dr. Kanayama's 30 years practicing medicine, he has treated more than 7,000 patients globally and is regarded as one of the world's premier surgical specialists for treating endometriosis and naturally also infertility because that oftentimes, endometriosis oftentimes prevents uh, women from getting pregnant. He has no criminal record in America. We had the hearing in November, and I predicted on this podcast that he would lose because the standard to send them back to Japan is so low. All our government, because they're the ones that represented the Japanese on this, they had to prove was that the crime is alleged to have been committed in Japan, that the crime there was the same as a felony here, and that the Japanese proffered just a minimal amount of evidence that uh, the doctor committed this crime, evidence which we're not even permitted to fight in an American courtroom. That's how low the standard is because, look, we've got extradition treaties with our allies and we want to get somebody back just like they want to get somebody back. And if we don't let somebody back, maybe they won't let one of our bad guys over there to get back. That's the the reason for this and why the standard is so low. But this is oil on a shrine. That's all it is. And last week in a written decision by Judge Ramos of the Southern District of New York, who probably is my favorite judge, federally right now, maybe in the country, the court granted the government's motion to extradite Dr. Kanayama back to Japan. Our government is sending him back to Japan to be put in jail and tortured because that's what the Japanese do, especially for people they consider to be religious detainees. (coughs) Why? Because he sprayed some oil on some religious shrines, oil which vanished. And again, zero dollars was spent to clean it up. It was so minor. We still have some appeals to make, and I uh, expect him to be here in America for some time because we do have some appeals. And I still think we have a decent chance to win the appeal. But in the meantime, he's scheduled to be sent back to Japan. Now, you know who can stay in America instead of Dr. K? I'm going to tell you. The Chinese spy balloon can stay, the one that traveled 4,000 miles across America. We let that balloon stay The one coming up from Latin America, that one can stay too. Not a problem. How about the millions of illegals who invaded our country since Joe Biden came into office? Two and a half to three million? They can stay. Even the ones who were so ungrateful that they refused to go to a shelter in Brooklyn that was set up specifically for them last week. The beds were too hard, they said. The bed was too soft. The porridge was too hot. So they camped out on a Manhattan sidewalk in front of the hotel they had been living in, the Watson Hotel, where rooms go for $4.50 a night, paid for by guess who? Me! New York taxpayers! These ungrateful bastards slept on a sidewalk instead of a shelter. They felt entitled enough to cause mayhem in New York City when any sane president would have had them arrested and sent back to their third world shithole. Somehow, even Mayor in the club, Eric Adams, he spent the night at this Brooklyn migrant shelter. Now, I know it was all for show, but I give kudos to Adams for this. He was basically saying, enough with this bullshit. These beds are fine. I'm the mayor. And I'm even sleeping here. And it was like a freezing night. It was a really cold night over the weekend. Now, granted, he was probably drunk from going out at the club and he was sleeping one off at the shelter. But still, he did it. And the precious illegals can't sleep there. <laughs> they can come here illegally. They can get free everything. Shelter, cell phones, school for their kids. The kids don't have to even, even have to be vaccinated to go to our schools. We have to be. New York kids have to be. But not these illegal migrants that come over. No, no, we don't want to offend them. But when they were asked to move out, move out of their $450 a night hotel room that I'm paying for, they refused. How about the 138 non-citizens who are convicted of sex offenses? Are they the same as Dr. Kanayama, the ones who cross into our country illegally, and instead of becoming a world-famous doctor who's helped thousands of women, instead they rape women and children? They're getting the same treatment as Dr. K., Biden says he's kicked in, kicking Dr. K and 138 rapists out of the country. Same time. Isn't that wonderful? So as I end this podcast, I've got the China virus in my body once again, doing God knows what kind of permanent damage. I don't know. No one knows. I've got vaccines that weren't tested properly coursing through my veins as well. I was told that it would prevent me from ever getting COVID again. I've gotten it twice now since I've been vaccinated. God knows the long-term impact of the vaccine that was created to combat the China virus. I've got a president who allows a surveillance spy balloon to traverse the entire country, try to hide it from us when forced to deal with it. He lied to us. He claimed that numerous Chinese surveillance balloons hovered over our country while Trump was in office. Flat out lie. We've got a compromised government. We've got a compromised president. We've got China steamrolling all over us, and no one is protecting us. With those happy words, I'll see you next week. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. You can find me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me know your thoughts, beyondthelegallimit.com. You can email me there. Tell me if I'm doing okay or not. See you next week.